The Patterson Foundation strengthens people, organizations, and communities by focusing on issues that address mutual aspirations, foster wide participation, and encourage learning and sharing. Each day, each one of us goes beyond the blog. Join the journey. Hi, I'm Kelly Alexander, current fellow with the Patterson Foundation and your host today for a deep dive into advancing philanthropic leadership through a fellow's perspective. Today, I'll be speaking with John Ferguson, 2020-2021 fellow with the Patterson Foundation here in Sarasota, Florida. The Patterson Foundation's Advancing Philanthropic Leadership Initiative encompasses a series of creative efforts to strengthen the capabilities of emerging philanthropic leaders. Within each of the endeavors, aspiring leaders have the opportunity to build their willingness, capacity, and foresight to incorporate innovative strategies for long-term change. Through a collaboration with the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy, the world's first school dedicated solely to the study and teaching of philanthropy, the Patterson Foundation's Fellows Program provides graduates with a year-long career-building opportunity to learn innovative philanthropic principles and share their expertise through engaging initiatives tied to their personal passions. Today, I'm joined by John Ferguson. John joined the Patterson Foundation as a fellow in April of 2020 and began working on multiple special projects across different initiatives, including Digital Access for All, Advancing Mission Thrivability, and Patriot Plaza. John received his degree from the IU Lilly Family School of Philanthropy, where he was named Chancellor Scholar and now proudly serves on the alumni board. John launched as a fellow in 2020 and joined Indiana Philanthropy Alliance as the Director of Member Programs in Indianapolis, Indiana. John, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Kelly. Happy to be here. So tell me a little bit about your experience at the Patterson Foundation. You were involved in several initiatives and several projects, and you came in as the second fellow. So what was that experience like? Crazy. Crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Life-changing, transformative. I think all of the words, right? But it, it was really unique to start within COVID, right? I think that, because I had accepted the fellowship before that happened in February of 2020. So we didn't know what to expect. That wasn't a thing yet. So it was one thing in my mind of how this might go with going to conferences and being able to scoot around Sarasota and get to know people, build those deep relationships. And we got to do that, but in a very different way. Right, so uh, onboarded completely virtually. (laughs) Had paperwork dropped off to the house and then signed and, you know, mass delivery to everything and it was a really interesting way to get started but it felt right and it felt like there were opportunities born out of covid that may not have happened in the same way had it been a traditional fellowship so for example digital access for all digital access is a critical issue for 20 plus years but it was never more important and never made more visceral than during COVID. It was exacerbated. It absolutely was. And then we started to realize that this impacts everyone's ability to live and participate in the world. If you didn't have the digital skills to translate to work from home or to learn remotely, how quickly did schools have to shift on a dime? And some of them had incorporated online learning before. That was probably... A much smoother transition for them than it was for the schools that were like well, we don't even have computers for our students right what are we gonna do 
And then if that student doesn't have access at home. That's right. Yeah. You know, and that's why digital access for all, especially was a really interesting endeavor because it was an exploration. First and foremost, we didn't know everything there was to know about digital access. We weren't then, nor would anybody consider us now to be the experts on digital equity. However, we knew we needed to know more and we knew that it was a really vast issue that there had to be a way to distill down into something that was tangible for folks to really grapple with and to grasp onto. So that was able to happen through that initiative and to see where it's gone now from where it started has been really incredible to watch from afar. Yeah. There's so much value that you were able to bring in and add to that. And that's a question that we're, we're looking at is, you know, what is the, what is the value that the fellows program brings? Oh man, I think it's hard to put yes. <laughs> that to words, right? But the value is twofold, I think. Yeah. So one, it's valuable for the fellow, right, right in their development, mm-hmm. but it's also valuable for the field in general, hopefully, yeah. as we all progress in our careers, but certainly for the four county region that the Patterson Foundation serves and beyond that because we get to bring the skills we already had to the table and be able to use those and leverage those within initiatives to be able to forward the work of the Patterson Foundation mm-hmm. while we're also learning new muscles and growing and yeah. being able to, to expand beyond what we thought our ceiling was, mm-hmm. right? Being able to really stretch and test that and right. grow into, into stronger leaders. So you talked about progressing in professional. So where are you at? Tell us yeah. about that. So I am back uh, in Indianapolis, Indiana, yeah. and I'm the director of member programs for the Indiana Philanthropy Alliance. Yeah. So I work with funders of all different types, from community foundations, corporate funders, private and family foundations, anybody that does grant making. I help put together yeah. programs and experiences for them to learn together, to be more effective in their grant making, to be more impactful in their work and to uh, come together to make Indiana and beyond whatever areas they serve a better place. What skills did you learn through this fellowship that really, or strengthened, heightened, muscles built, that translated over into this role? You know, I think there's quite a few. It's hard hard to put your finger on one because it's an immersive process. Yes. I mean, it's really, (laughs) you walk in the door and it's like, welcome to fellows, Lance kids, let's roll. Uh, Off you go. Here's your, here's your nine initiatives go. (laughs) It's not quite that deep, but (laughs) it does happen fast. I think over the course of the just shy of two years that I was here, I worked in various capacities in 18 different initiatives. Wow. And we're up to 27 now. That's insane. <laughs> it was, it, for context, when I say 18, it was 22 at the time. Wow. So yeah. <laughs> there were only a few that it was like, that's really not a match for my skills. Yeah. But uh, in most cases, you know, whether it was from a leadership or a program development perspective or whether it was from um, thought partnership and being able to help you know, take somebody else's work to the next level, People did that for me in various initiatives. It's a very collaborative culture. So learning how to kind of move back and forth between creation and refinement, Mm. being able to do that across a variety of different initiatives, 
<laughs> a normal day was not a thing, by the way. Yes. But uh, quote unquote normal day would have been, you know, I had one meeting for this initiative and then directly into another one for a different one. Mm-hmm. And then maybe I was speaking on a panel for digital access for all. And then I had a board meeting for the Lily family school yeah. and then, you know, so forth and so on. So you had to switch on a dime. Yes. Right? And, and Deborah Jacobs, the CEO here, <laughs> really talks about monotasking, mm. right? Spend your attention on one thing at a time, which is contrary to what most of the world would have you believe. Right. But when you're able to do that, and when, when we were in one-on-ones with Deborah, we were the only person in the world that existed. Right. right? She wasn't looking at emails. She wasn't looking at that. It was just us mm-hmm. talking through everything, <laughs> really everything we were working on, trends in the sector, how we think about leadership, how we think about life, all of those mm-hmm. elements. It really served the whole person. Yeah. And for us to be great leaders in philanthropy and in anything in this world, you have to bring your whole self. Yes. You can't compartmentalize in that way because yeah. you're missing something special. And what makes us unique can help impact the work that we do and inspire others to be at their best. Mm-hmm. We can't do that if we're only halfway there. I'm so. You mentioned something here that I've been thinking about recently. You know, we're thick in the middle of a walk to respect and remake learning days and study away and then all the things that come after that and it's that you have meetings or you have projects that you need to get done there's 18 different things to do in one day so how can you switch and that is such a skill that i feel like i've learned because i feel like coming you know from a graduate degree program coming from full-time or coming from part-time or volunteer or whatever it is your that culture is kind of you work on this thing and then the day's done and, but here it's, there's a lot of different things to do in a day. So how can you switch? How can you make sure that, okay, we're transitioning. And there's even mm-hmm. been times where I sit there and I say, okay, hold on. I need to, I need to transition my mindset to yes. this. And that's such a powerful tool to learn here. Yeah, it is. And it, it's a skill that will serve you well. And yeah. it's a skill that has <laughs> served me well, because I have to transition like that on a dime all the time. Right. And I didn't realize how common that was. When you get into director level and above yeah. leadership, like that's your life. You pivot on a dime all wow. the time, whether it's from one topic to another, whether it's from one approach to another. Yeah. Like, hey, this program, we thought it was going to be really successful, and it fell short in these ways. How can we evolve yeah. it to make sure? Evolve. Right? Yeah. Because everything evolves. Mm-hmm. If we're doing something the same exact way two years from now that we're doing today, we are doing it wrong. Right. Yeah. Right? So... It's, it's not a matter of upholding and respecting tradition. Of course you want to do that, mm-hmm. but it needs to evolve and yeah. it needs to be at its best so that we can be at our best. Yes, yes. And you, you mentioned here in your one-on-ones with Deborah and during your time here, you're looking at the sector and you're looking at leadership. How is your view of philanthropy from, from the academic side to the fellowship side? to the full-time in the sector, how has your view on philanthropy strengthened, changed, evolved? I mean, it continuously evolves, right? Because yeah. the more you interact with different leaders in the space, the more you can see and understand their approach to leadership and their approach to philanthropic work and, yeah. and what that takes. And everybody is just a little bit different. So when you're able to you know, think of it like a clothing shop, right? Try on a bunch of different things, yeah. <laughs> buy what fits, put aside the rest, yeah. and build your own style. Okay. I think that's really what 
TPF allows us to do as fellows is find what our leadership style is Mm -hmm. within the context of the values of the Patterson Foundation through the efforts of the initiatives that we work on. But it really isn't about work product. Mm -hmm. It's about like we are the work product, right? What we're able to do upon launching from here and going out into the world, if you will, that's the work product that matters, yeah. right? We all have a lot of things we can point to in a portfolio that can say, here, I can do these things, right? right? right. And those are all super valuable in the field, by the way, <laughs> especially run of shows. Um, yes. Anyone who knows what that is is dying laughing at the moment because they are intense, but yeah. they serve you well and they serve me well in my current role. Good. So it really is about that full spectrum development. It's yeah. The fellowship isn't about... I have these weaknesses, let me fix them. No, that's not how the Patterson Foundation operates. It's not how Deborah operates as a leader. What are your biggest strengths? How can we leverage those? How can we build on those? And what muscles have you really not tried yet to use? And what might you be able to do with that? Yeah. Right? I had never produced a video before I was a fellow. I did three while I was here. So that's something that should the occasion come up in my career where we need oh, man, we really need a video on this. I know how to make that happen. Yes. Where before, I've been like, I don't know what to do. So when you get exposure to those new things, it's not that it was a weakness. It's just you hadn't tried it yet. Right. So try it. See if it fits. And if it does, keep it in the back pocket for when you need it because you never know when that's going to be. Yeah. That's just this whole concept of be on the blog, the storytelling, the digging into how do we find content that's engaging or you know because it's out there yes there's so many incredible stories about how tpf has strengthened you know even just with fellows the investment that is put into fellows and being able to put that into content through videos podcast writing and fellows have to do blogs and and become a thought leader a little bit of, of themselves too and what what's what's so interesting is that We have similar experiences as fellows. We have some shared experiences for sure. But all seven of us at this point in time, very different journeys. Yeah. Very different work, very different initiatives. Of course, some intersection. Of course, some collaboration. Of course, a lot of that. Yes. Uh, I guess collaboration is kind of the thing, (laughs) y'all. It's very effective when when it's done correctly. Mm. But everybody has their unique lens to look through and what they can bring to the world and what they really care about and what they're really great at what they're not so great at right the good news is whatever you're not so great at somebody else is in fact great at that (laughs) and you can serve that (laughs) same purpose for them so that was a big learning for me too is i didn't have to be all things to all people i could be really good at what i was good at develop that and grow that and if it was something that i just really really struggled with there was somebody that could help with that. Mm-hmm. So when you put... Not a box, but a lane. That's right. Yeah. Uh, no, you might remember I have an aversion to boxes. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting, uh, whether you're thinking inside the box or outside the box, yeah. you're still limited. Right. Remove the box. Yeah. Blow it up. Get rid of it. Blow, blow up the box. Blank slate. <laughs> Try thinking without a box and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Well, using your unique lens, I do want to allow this time to just dive into anything else that we should highlight today. Oh, man, the world is open, isn't it? No box. (laughs) Yeah, no box. See, this is what happens when you you lay it out there and somebody challenges you with it. I would say 
anyone involved in TPF, anyone aspiring to be involved in TPF, bring your full self to the table. We get afraid as a society to fail. Mm. (laughs) Failure is probably our best teacher. Yes. Right? It absolutely, it's been mine (laughs) for better or worse. (laughs) It's certainly been mine. Mm -hmm. But when you can let go of the fear of that and embrace the learning that comes along with it, it's like, Oh, yeah, that that didn't work out quite so well, but here's what we learned. Here's what we're going to be able to do next time. Wow, isn't that incredible? As opposed to playing it safe Mm -hmm. and never getting the type of result you could get. Yeah. So I just invite anybody listening here, whatever you're playing safe in your life, stop it. (laughs) Get out there. Give it your all. See what happens. Don't be afraid to fall on your face uh, because when you get up, you'll have a whole different view. Yeah. Blow up the box and forget the fear. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Great. Maybe well, not forget it, but embrace it. Embrace it. Yeah. Blow up the box and embrace the fear. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, John, thank you for joining us today. And I look forward to connecting again and hearing about your professional journey in philanthropy. So to learn more about the Patterson Foundation, visit thepattersonfoundation.org. Thank you, John. Thanks, Kelly. Listeners, thanks for joining us beyond the blog.